Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. The labor of Egyptian, of Egypt and merchandise of Ethiopia and of the Serbians, men of stature, shall come over unto thee and they shall be thine they shall come after thee in chains they shall come over and they shall fall down down unto thee they shall make supplications unto thee saying surely god is in thee and there is none else there is no god verily thou art a god that hidest thyself O god of israel the savior they shall be ashamed and also confounded all of them, they shall go to confusion together that are makers of idols. It's okay. God began to speak of himself. He said, because of you, he will do these amazing things. Are you, are you here? Huh. The treasures in dark places. Believe God for amazing things. Alright? Okay. I was just explaining Hebrews chapter 12 to you. Yes, Are you listening with the Holy Ghost? Yes, Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I, recognize you. I recognize you. Let's listen together. This is how personal you must become with him. I was checking the word fellowship and I saw the Greek. You know the Greek already. Kononia. And I checked. There's another word for it. It's a partnership. Do you know what it means? Everything I do, I must do with him. He's my partner. So when I'm going, I say, Holy Spirit, let's go. Holy Spirit, let's sleep together. Holy Spirit, let's eat. He's your partner. Treat him like a partner. So as you are listening, say, Holy Spirit, let's listen. Holy Spirit, let's talk. Holy Spirit, let's listen. So that you don't hear. He will receive every unwanted word. When he says, Holy Spirit, let's speak together, you will speak the right words. Because sometimes you might find yourself in an opportunity. And what is needed from you are just the right words. And when the Holy Ghost is with you, he, you will speak the right words. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Okay. So when you, are, when, you are, when you are quoting, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the partnership. The partnership of the Holy Ghost. That is where the church hasn't got into, the partnership. You know, sometimes we want to leave him and go do our things. It's called selfishness and pride. But if you get the Holy Ghost, you are, you are playing the keyboard, say, Holy Spirit, can we play together? You'll be amazed. Say it every time. Holy Ghost, can we play? As you are playing for me right now. Say, Holy Ghost. Say it. Say it. You'll be amazed. Say it every day. Say, Holy Ghost, can we play together? Can we play? Can we play? 
It's not about the sound. As you are playing, like somebody will be shaking. Headache will leave. Stomach ache will just, you know. And then somebody will be like, wow, when I heard the keyboard, the sound of the bass, the, the, you know, the kick on the drum, it caused some headache to leave me. I had some abdominal pain. This is when you know that whatever you are doing is by the spirit. Otherwise, it becomes, it becomes fashion. As you are singing, you are like, whoosh. Anytime you're coming to minister, you say, Holy Spirit, let's go and sing together. Holy Ghost, may we heal people today. May we stir people with the songs we sing. Get him involved. It's called fellowship, partnership. You can't handle it alone. Today, I'm sure you heard my innermost and my secret prayer. I said, Holy Ghost, if you are not with me, I can't come and stand before these people. For me, there's nothing I'm coming to say to these people. You must come with me. You must preach with me. You must teach with me. You must explain to me. Because you see, I can be teaching you. I think I am preaching to you. But you might not get anything. You might not understand anything. So it will just be hitting on hard substances and be going back. And there's no impact. Teaching the word of God without impact is the craziest thing a man can do. Are you with me? Yes, sir. All right. What has happened to you, foolish Galatians? Now you should understand it from the chapter 2, right? Who has put you under an evil spell? Did God not open your eyes to see the meaning of Jesus' crucifixion? Did God not open your eyes to see the meaning of Jesus' crucifixion? Was it not revealed to you as the crucified one? So answer me this. Did the Holy Spirit come to you as a reward for keeping Jewish laws? Now, the whole message about Galatians chapter 3 is about the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to show you. So he began to unleash the mystery here. Go back, you will see it. What happened to you, foolish Galatians? Who has put you under an evil spell? Meaning their eyes were blind, like Paul. Did God not open your eyes to see the meaning of Jesus' crucifixion? Was it not revealed to you? The word reveal speaks of the Holy Ghost. He is a revealer. So once you see it, you just know that the Holy Ghost is around. So he said, was he not revealed to you as the crucified one? Hmm? Then he said, so answer me this. Did the Holy Spirit come to you as a reward? The Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit come to you. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit come to you as a reward for keeping Jewish laws? No. You received him as a gift because you, be, you received him as a gift. The Holy Ghost was given to us as what? A gift. I told you, the Holy Spirit is a gift to the church. He is not a gift to the world. Jesus is a gift to the world. And the church alike. Okay? Yes, mm -mm. Verse 4. Verse 3. Your new life began when? Your new life began when the Holy Spirit gave you a new birth. Who gave birth to you? So you receive a new life. When the Holy Spirit gave birth to you, why then would you so foolishly turn from living in the Spirit by trying to finish your own works? So I was explaining to you what the law was. A set of instructions that they had to follow 
in order to receive from God. But receiving from God should not be based on performance. Receiving from God should be a gift. He doesn't need anything from you to give you. God gives us things as gifts. He said, God, who did not withhold his son, but give them to him to us freely. Why would he not give freely to us when we ask him? God wants to give you as a gift. But human beings want to work, perform, do a lot of things. I must do, a, you know, before I receive. I don't think anybody does a lot of work to receive gifts from friends. It is out of their hearts they give you. Because they love you. Is that correct? Uh-huh. So anybody that asks for gifts has worked. It is no longer a gift. Oh, can you give me a gift? Can you give me a gift? When I give you a gift, it's no longer a gift. It means that you work for it. But when I come back and I say, hey, receive this. Oh, you don't deserve it, but you realize that you now, you, you've gotten something you don't deserve. You are not expecting it. So the Holy Ghost, first of all, gave birth to us and gave himself to us. Can you see that? The Holy Ghost gave birth to us and he gave himself to us as a gift. So he said, why then would you so foolishly turn from living in the spirit by trying to finish by your own works? And today, there are a lot of believers who live like this. There are a lot of believers who live like this. By performance. Go on. Have you endured so many trials and persecution for nothing? Let me ask you again. What does the lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life and the miracles of God's tremendous power have to do with you keeping religious law? In other words, the lavish supply of the Holy Ghost does not come to you because of performance. It doesn't come by performance. I need to pray hard before God will bless me with something. I need to fast very hard before something will happen. I need to do this thing. You know, it's the law. Performance. I must do something before God will do. I must do something before God will do. That is not how God works. The dispensation in which we are, we are lavishly supplied. Because of our faith, not our works. Please get this straight. He's telling you, the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us through the revelation and power of faith. So you receive the Holy Spirit's revelation or you receive him, his revelation and his power by faith. Faith in who? Jesus. You put your faith in Jesus, all these things flow to you. So the question is, do you have it? Do you have it? Yes, you do. Have you received Jesus? Yes, you put your faith in Jesus. Do you have the spirit of God? Yes. Do you have revelation? Yes. Do you have his power? Yes. So why are we not walking in it? Consciousness is a different topic. So there are a lot of Christians who are not conscious. That is another matter. Don't mix consciousness with you not having the thing. I have it. I'm sure some of you, you maybe you might have some thousand Ghana city at home or somewhere. It's money. But you have no knowledge about investment. So the money remains the same. But the day you gain knowledge about investment, you will carry that thousand Ghana and put it into an investment. In two, three months time, you will not get thousand Ghana cities again. Maybe you might get thousand one hundred or thousand two hundred. 
It means the, the money is working out. The same applies to the spirit, the power, and the revelation. You have it. If you don't invest it, you don't get anything. What do I mean? You cannot unleash the power of the Holy Spirit when you don't access, you know, it inside of you by faith. First of all, you must know you have it. And I've been telling you this every time. Philemon 1.6 He said, I pray for you that what? The faith we share may effectively deepen your understanding, King James. That the communication of thy faith may become what? By, by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So without you knowing what is inside of you in Christ Jesus, your faith will not become effectual. And it is faith that pulls spiritual things. Can you see this? So you must first of all acknowledge what is inside of you. That is why you must know Ephesians chapter 1. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I am chosen. You see they are all here. I am predestined. I am forgiven. I am redeemed. I am holy and without blame. I am wise and filled with prudence. You know, these are things you must say every day. These are things that are inside of you. I am full with the fullness of the Holy Ghost. I am full with the life of God. You see, you, when you don't say this over, over and over, you will, be, you will lack consciousness of this. The reason why you don't out, out, you know, you might not be able to release what is inside of you or what you have, and that has been the, the problem of the church. They think they don't have power. So we must go somewhere and let somebody who has mighty power lay hands on me or pour oil. Or I must go and hide on some mountain because I need power. But the Bible says, speaks differently in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. He said that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you may know. You may know. It means that things are there but you don't know. He said, let your eyes be open so you will know. He didn't say let your eyes be open so you call it forth. The thing is there. You, can't, you don't know. He said the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That ye may know. Ye may know. Ye may be aware. Ye may be conscious of what is the hope of his calling. Look at the next one, comma. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? One of the reasons why you shouldn't think of death is because of this one. You have become God's glorious inheritance. You are somebody he is going to inherit. And anybody that has a beautiful jewel or product, very expensive, and you know this one is going to give me, you know, you want to keep it safe, is it not? Is it not? There are some necklaces you just remove and just put on your table. But there are some, you will look for the box and put it in there. Cover it up, open some suitcase and put it there because it is of great value. The next time I have an amazing program, I'm going to go with that one. The same way, look at it. He says, so you should know what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint. So God has his, you are his inheritance. And so God will keep you under his pavilion. The next one. Uh Aha. Now look at it. 
And what is the what? Exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the mighty working of his mighty the working of his mighty power. Show us King James um, TPT here, 19. I pray that you will continually experience Look at it. He didn't say he was praying that you will have it. He said you will experience it. There are two different things here. Made available to you through so by faith, this power has been made available to you. But you have not experienced it yet. So there are two different things here. So we need to teach you how to experience. But today, everybody's praying as though they have not received. Now, if you are praying and behaving like you have not received, you are walking under the law. It means that there's something I must do to receive. But we receive everything from God in Christ by faith. Can you see this? Yes, then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power. As so the question is that the thing is there is not working. So that's a different topic. Can you see the two here? Yes, to you who have understanding. It's not like you don't have the thing. You have. How much of it do you have? Immeasurable greatness. Immeasurable greatness. Let me see what Amplified words say here too. And so, that you can know and what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. In and for us. In and for us. Guy, the thing they inside. What is inside of you? He's immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power. Do you know what he's saying? All the power that God has is not in heaven. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear that. It is not in heaven. It's inside here. It is in you. Reason why we can raise the dead. Can you see? You see, the problem of the church is not what you don't have. The problem of the church is what you don't know you have. And how to unleash what you have. So Paul is saying that I am praying that your eyes will be open so that you will know that the thing day. But today, people are praying. They will go everywhere. Why are you going? I'm going to pray. So I will receive power. I'm going to say, I will receive power. No. Pray that you will learn to experience. Uh, so as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. What was the demonstration? Look at the next one. Which he exerted. Which he exerted in Christ. When he raised him from the dead. Do you understand? The power. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. That same power. It is what is called the immeasurable greatness of his mighty power. The reason why you should not be sick is because this immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power has come to reside in you. Romans 8 11. 
and if the spirit which raised Christ from the dead, if that simple draws in you, it will revitalize. Ladies and gentlemen, you have no idea what is inside of you. Let me show you something. Maybe when you sleep with somebody and you want to wake the person up and you don't want to touch the person, try it. Just do this. Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, say, let him wake up. By the Spirit of God, in Jesus' name. Just stay there. The person will wake up. That is how I wake him up. When I don't want to touch him, I'll just do this. Jesus' name. Get up. I'm releasing power. See, I'm, I'm being conscious of what is in me. Otherwise, your life will be miserable. You have a machine gun with bullets. Yet, a thief is chasing you and you're running. That is the life of some believers. When you take the gun and say, hey, one, one must run. Definitely not me. So today you are praying, what are you looking for? Power. What are you looking for? Power. We are going to the mountain top. Power. Mountain under power. Mountain inside power. Power, power. Meanwhile, the power day inside. Listen to you. The Bible is telling you that all the power that is in heaven. In not day heaven again. No. In day you are inside. So as you are crying to heaven, Lord, let your power come down. He says, what are you doing with the one inside of you? Be conscious. I am full of the immeasurable greatness. The unlimited, the all-surpassing power of the Holy of God resides in me. In the name of Jesus, I experience it. I experience it. I walk in the experience of the power. I walk in the experience of the power. In the name of Jesus, I walk in the experience. You see, this should be the prayer now. Not all God give me power. You have it already. Jacombri? Voila. Okay. Did you, did you show us Roman 11? Okay. This is my revelation. Let it be your revelation as well. If this unlimited greatness, unlimited whatever, surpassing power resides in me, how come sickness? Because it is in you in this way. If the spirit that raised him from, raised up Jesus from the dead, if the spirit if the spirit that raised Jesus in Ephesians 1 when we read the 20 or 21 or so, he was telling you that this is how God showed that power. Did you see it? He said that power you're talking about it was when God released God released that power when God raised Christ from the dead. So that unlimited immeasurable power he's talking about is the Holy Ghost. And today, the Holy Ghost is not in heaven. The Holy Ghost is God's power. And the Holy Ghost is not in heaven. Where is he? He's inside of you. So God, the fullness of God's power is inside of you. Now, Romans is telling you how it is like. That power, that spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead. Where is he? Where is he? He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, in other words, make alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Oh, Jesus. He said, you see, this is your body. He will make it alive. 
So when there is sickness, the Holy Ghost may... So it's like a fountain. It's like an everyday fountain of healing. Of healing. He's making your, your body alive. Reason why you should not be aging too much. <laughs> See, you are, you are growing, but you are not aging. All you keep is adding life. Because the Holy Ghost will make alive. Show tip amplified. He makes alive. Quickly. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also what? Restore to, to life your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies through his spirit. So anytime your body begins to perish by sickness, it is restored. Can you see this? It is restored. So they say you have cancer. Oh, it is in your body. The reason why you will be restored, you see, because the Holy Ghost is in your spirit and is in your body. Because your body is his temple. But you see, when a man is sick in the body, it is only one third of him that is sick. Two thirds of him are strong. You are a spirit, you have a soul and you live in a body. So your body is sick, not your spirit, not your soul. Forget about that sickness. It won't, it won't last long. And the greater part of you, where the power resides, is in the spirit. So what do you do? You want, Like I prayed for your neck. I said, let that power inside be unleashed from your spirit. And then he did it and the thing was gone. Why? Because in your spirit is loaded with power. So much power. You have no idea who you are. Can you see this? When you practice you, the release of the power. When somebody is sick, said, can I pray for you? You know you have power, so in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, come out. What are you doing? You are, that's why he told you that you, you shall lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. Why? Because as you lay your hands like this, there is power flowing through you into his body. You don't even need to say Jesus. There is an, there is an unleashing, releasing. It's called lavishing of power. Can you see this? Most of, about 60% of my prayer, I say, Holy Spirit, teach me how to work with you. Teach me how to unleash and use what you have given me. Teach me how to walk in the power. Teach me how to walk in the glory. Teach me how to walk in the wisdom. You see, this is what I need him to teach me. Not Holy Spirit give me. Because you see, it is only a baby in Christ that always asks, Lord, give me, give me. I heard Pastor Chris teach this. It's only babies who say, God, I, I ask God to do this for me. I ask God to do it. The mature doesn't ask God. The mature submits to God and says, God, what shall we do? What shall we do? You know, he said, you, you said, you ask God. You are not afraid. Say, so, yeah, I ask God to do this for me. Lord, I ask God to do this for me. You are a baby. And remember, those kind of prayers, they, don't, they are not sustained. After some time, you say it again, it doesn't happen. You don't command God. They are commanding God. To go and do what for you. God is not happy with you when you are not growing. For seven years, for ten years, God do this for me. God do this for me. God do this for me. Grow and submit your will. You see yourself walking, knowing his will. You know what you are doing is his leading. That is the mind of the matured. In Jesus name we will grow. 
see when you know this revelation you will not be praying and say lord lord heal my heal this person lord heal my mother lord you my no no say holy spirit in the name of jesus christ i release the power inside my spirit my mother is healed in the name of jesus christ see you are not asking god you are using what god has given you the church should get to the point or we are in the place where we use what we have you have but you are still asking him it's only babies that do that daddy can you give me the microphone the thing is here the thing is i said daddy give me microphone he used to do that when he was young mommy can i can you take the bread for me maybe for now it is high so we take it for him but you see when it becomes his language even if the thing is here he will still say, Daddy, can you take the bread for me? Because it is becoming his language. But when you start teaching him independence in the spirit, go for it. That's what the Holy Ghost shows you. Go take it. How does he do that? You are saying, Lord, do it for me. No answer. Lord, in Jesus' name, that it will be done. No answer. Then you yourself, he will change your words. In the name of Jesus, I take, then the thing happen. He has shown you how to talk. He has shown you how to fish. Eh? When Jesus was showing marketing, you know Jesus was showing the marketing skills. You know marketing we studied, Jesus was the first person that, that showed marketing. You don't know. Every business skills you find is from the Bible. The way you're looking at me, I should show you. Jesus had the message, but until he showcased the product of message, Nobody will know what he had. So one day, he wanted to show them what he had. But the place was so gathered. He didn't have a place. What did he do? He got somebody's boat and moved upon the waters. So he could amplify. Because you see, if he stands beyond the waters, they can't hear him. So they can't hear the message. So he went upon the waters the winds, when he speak, the winds will take. He began to showcase his message and they heard him. When I heard that revelation, I said, oh Jesus. He's the same first person that used speakers. On that same stage. He's the first person to stand on podium. The boat. To speak to many. <laughs> oh, he's the first and the last. <laughs> Okay, you know customer service. Jesus was the first person to embark on customer service. After he had fed the 5,005 loaves two fish, the Bible says, and he accompanied them to their homes. After feeding them, feeding the customers. It's in your Bible. He walked them. That's what customer service is, right? Yeah. It's called know your customer. When you go to the banks, no, no, but they never come to your house before. They only come to your house when you have a loan. The Bible says, you can read. And Jesus walked them. He walked the people. And then later he went to pray. Because I was teaching customer service. So I'm seeing customer service everywhere in the Bible. See things in the word. As for finance, they don't go there. Okay. So revelation or empower of faith. Okay. Abraham, our father of faith. Hmm. Say our father of faith. You will ask yourself, why is he our father of faith? 
Believe God and the substance of his faith. Hmm. Release God's righteousness to him. The Bible is telling you, it is faith that releases things from God. In other words, the substance of your faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What does it mean? Faith adds substance to hope. And faith adds evidence to the unseen. So here he's telling you what Abraham did. Abraham our father. The truth is, is Abraham your father? Yes. How? In verse 7. He says, so the true children of Abraham have the same faith as their father. Do you have faith? So the Bible says that Abraham is your father. So the question is, why is he your father? Okay. What is father? Pata. What is pata? Source. Okay. Abraham was the first man that received the faith of Christ to receive righteousness. And all of us were in him. All of us were in him according to the line of faith. Even Jesus was in him. Do you understand? Father is just a source. A source of something. So, he says, go back to the verse 5. And Abraham, our our father of faith, believed God. And the substance of his faith released God's righteousness to him. But the truth is that nobody can receive God's righteousness except by faith. Can you see that? Now, the faith that receives righteousness must and has to be the faith of the son of God. Jesus. So in Genesis chapter 15 verse 2, when Abraham has asked God, how was it going to be? The Bible says that, I showed you the story, the story, the gospel in the night sky. So he brought him out and he said, look up into the sky. He said, number, see if you can number the stars. But the word number there was not actual numbering. In other words, look into the heavens and see if you can tell. If you can tell the story in the sky. Because the gospel was first of all written in the sky. The first time the gospel was written was in the sky. I have a message called the gospel story in the night sky. Where what people call um, the horoscopes. The cancer, the the Leo, the Scorpio, etc. They are, they are not they are not good luck they are not they were not they are not there for good good luck signs like the way they have picked it and somebody says no but whatever it says is almost the same satan has now picked that thing and he's using it so he has changed the first being september okay as the woman with the with the baby from being the one and he wants the goat, January, to be the first one. But for the story, the Bible said in the book of Genesis that a woman shall have a child and his child shall bruise your head. Can you see that? That is where the whole story started from. So it starts from there. And then it ends up, that child shall grow up and he shall die. And when he dies, he shall be glorified. And then he shall become the king of kings. So the last, the last one is supposed to be what we call the Leo, which is the lion. You will see the hand, the left leg written like this. Because he will bruise the head of the serpent 
He said, and the serpent, he will, he will crush the serpent's head. And he said, and the scorpion, to, the, the serpent will also bruise his, feet, his heels. Okay. He, the message is there. Go and listen to it. So, when you listen, you will find out. It's an amazing story. So, go back to Galatians. So, all of us came from Abraham. He said, if you are of faith, then your father is Abraham. This is, if you are of faith, then your father is Abraham. He was the first, the pioneer to receive Christ's faith. You see the thing here? Okay. So the true children of Abraham have the same faith as their father, their pater. Go on. And the scripture prophesied that on the basis of faith, God would declare Gentiles to be what? Righteous. Because Abraham was not an Israelite. Abraham was a Gentile. But out of him came Israel. So in other words, both Gentiles and, Abra and Jews came from Abraham. Can you see the story here? Okay. So right from Adam unto Abraham were Gentiles. Then from Abraham to Jesus were the Jews. Then from Jesus to eternity is the church. A mixture of Jews and Gentiles in Christ. Do you see that? God announced the... Look at it. Read it. One go. He told him the good news. Why did he tell him the good news? This revelation, if it is not taught you, you will never find out when Abraham was told the story. Because everybody teaches, you know, most people, some people also may know, I, I think so. We are not the only people who know. I'm sure there are some people who also know. But majority will teach that and say Abraham should count the stars. One, and when he couldn't count because there were so many, that is how his descendants shall be in G no, but what he was shown up there was not the number of stars. He was being told the story. Okay, go on. Uh huh. So the gospel was announced to ahead of time to Abraham through your example of faith. Look at it. So through Abraham's example of faith, all the nations will be blessed. I will end here. This one, God said it three times in the New Old Testament. He said it three times. In the Old Testament. In Genesis chapter 12 verse 3. Genesis chapter 18 verse 18. And Genesis chapter 22 verse 18. He said it severally. That through your faith. The example of your faith. The nations shall be blessed. The nations shall be blessed. Why? It is out of the gospel. When Jesus comes. Now you will find out. If we go on a little bit. You will know who that blessing is. That blessing is talking about. Is not money. Is not cash. Is the source and the container of everything you will need. He's called the Holy Ghost. I found out. He says, through you, all the nations will be blessed. Go on to the nine. And so the blessing of Abraham's faith is now our blessing too. The blessing of Abraham's faith. In other words, what Abraham received by faith has become our blessing as well. Go on. Then he said, but if you rely on the works of keeping the law for salvation, you will live under the law's curse. For it is clearly written, utterly curse is everyone who fails to practice every detail and requirement that is written in, the, in this law. Go on. It is obvious that no one achieves the righteousness of God by attempting to keep the law. For it is written, the one who is in a right relationship with God will live by faith. So it is by faith you receive righteousness. 
If it is by faith you receive righteousness, by faith you receive salvation, by faith you receive everything that comes from God. It is only by faith. And this faith is the faith of Jesus, which is called the conquering faith. It has already, so when God told Abraham the story, he told him about Jesus, who was going to be born by a virgin, Virgo. So the first star, or what we call the, the constellation, is Virgo, the woman that had a baby. So a virgin will give birth. Because in Genesis chapter 3, he said a woman will have a child, and the, the child shall crush your head and you shall bruise his feet. So that was the beginning. He thought that Abel was the one who was going to, was the Christ, who was going to bruise his head. But after killing Abel, he realized that no, that was not him. Then because Satan was confused, in Genesis chapter 5, everyone that knew God stopped knowing God. They never prayed. Go and check. They never prayed. The Bible began to mention genealogy. Then in chapter 6, Satan said, if I can't tell it is this person or that person, then let me mutate human race. Let me change the race of men. So that when the child, the child that is coming out will not be a pure human child. So the angels of God came and began to marry the daughters of men. And began to have children. And began to have giants. Men mixed with human, with angel spirit. And they began to die. Are you with me? And God wanted to clear. That's how come in chapter 7. God brought the waters to clear off all these mutations, uh, you know, mutants of the world. So that the true human race will start running. Can you see that? And then it ran up to chapter 10. Then chapter 11. Satan says, okay, if God has destroyed this story, then let me bring all men. And I am going to keep their mind from looking up to God. So he picked a man called Nimrod and made this Nimrod a very powerful but wicked. But this man came from the descendants of Noah to build a tower and introduce them to the prince of the power of the air. Not God. He was, he was a wicked God. King. He cannot lead them to God. Get the story. He can only lead them to somebody else. So Satan used Nimrod to bring the whole world into looking up to one God. Very soon, this thing they didn't succeed, they will do it again. It's called the one world government, one world religion. They will do it again. And then God had to destroy and now this, you know, change the language of men and scatter men. Then, when God saw that, then God had to bring a man out of the Chaldeans in the land of Ur, Abraham, and began to now bring another race out of Abraham. See, that's how the book of Genesis is on, on road like that. Okay. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, Satan hasn't stopped yet. He's still doing it. Yeah. It is obvious that no one achieves what? Righteousness. Go on, 12. But keeping the law does not require faith, but self what? For the Lord teaches... If you practice the principles of law, you must follow all of them. Go on. Yet, Christ paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. He absorbed the curse completely as he became a curse in our place. 
For it is written, everyone who is hung on upon a tree is cursed. You are not under any curse. You cannot be under any curse. Because Jesus took your place and took, you know, don't let anybody scare you with curse. Let them go and buy 50,000 eggs and, and snap. And pour it together and add fire and add tomato and add anything. It won't work on you. The curse that would have worked on you, the Bible is telling you that Jesus Christ dissolved the curse from our lives. So that in him, all the blessings of Abraham can be what? Poured out upon Gentiles. And now through faith. So who is that blessing? Who is that blessing? Now if the Holy Ghost is in your life, how does curse survive? So all the blessing he was talking about, he was talking about the blessed Holy Spirit. He's the promise. He's the blessing that he was talking about. Abraham's blessings are mine. Da, 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 da. You are thinking about the wealth, the money. The... No, 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 no. Why is the blessing the Holy Ghost? So in fact, the Lord, when I saw this today, the Holy Spirit ministered to me and said, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1, verse 3, when he said, blessed be God and Father of Lord. No, he said, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He was talking about the blessing of the Holy Ghost. Read it again. Ble we are blessed with what? Sp all spiritual blessing is the Holy Ghost. So you are blessed with the Holy Ghost. Why? In the Holy Ghost is all things. For we have not received the spirit that is of this world, but the spirit that is of God, that you might know all the things that are freely given to you. Once you receive the Holy Ghost, you have access to wealth. Didn't we read the book of Daniel? You have access to promotion. You have access to a lot of things. To wealth. Oh, Jesus. This is a revelation I saw today. Amazing. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. What is this blessing? The Holy Ghost. He doesn't look like money to you. <laughs> because with him, with him, you have everything. With the Holy Ghost, you have money. With the Holy Ghost, you have promotion. With the Holy Ghost, you have everything. You see, God likes to give you a source. He doesn't want to give you a thing. But he gives you a source. God doesn't want to give you electricity. He wants to give you the dam. Please, see God this way. See God this way. So the Holy Ghost is the source of all blessings. So he is the blessing, the spiritual blessing. In him comes all things. I have been, I've taught this before and, I, and sometimes I teach you that the blessing, you know, and I want to go and study the blessings of Abraham, the mansions, the money and everything. But the Lord changed my revelation today. Because you see, if I don't have the camels that Abraham had, then I will never think that I share. Please think about it this way. Then it's like, I don't have what Abraham had. But the Bible was clear to tell me that because of my faith, I share in the same blessing as Abraham. So, uh, do I really share? But I don't have the camels he had. I don't have the silver and the gold he had. Do you have it? So, what do you share in? 
Otherwise, you might want to wait for that thing to happen. Then you can decree and say you have it. That's what the Bible is telling us. God is revealing to us that that blessing we share with Abraham is not the material thing. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. So we share. Abraham believed he received righteousness. We also believed we have righteousness. We receive the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.